Welcome to the Lock In Podcast. This is episode 34. My name's Colin Wienichon and I work for Black Knight. We're the Irish web hosting company and we're extremely busy at the moment helping Irish businesses and people to work online. But besides that, that's not so interesting. What we always believe is interesting about the internet is uh, what people actually do with it. And that's why we started this podcast, especially uh, since the pandemic took hold and uh, we took inspiration uh, from someone who suggested... Let's not call it a lockdown. Let's call it a lock-in. It's much more fun. Uh, later in the show, I'm going to have some helpful information for people uh, because this week, uh, yesterday, in fact, was Safer Internet Day. So we've got some helpful advice to people uh, for people to make the most uh, of uh, the fact that we are relying on online technology a lot. Uh, but uh, there are increased dangers associated with that as well. But there's a lot of common sense advice that we can share. We're going to do that. First, let's meet our guest. And my guest today is Tara Howley from Kilfenora. Hi, Tara. Hi, how are you getting on? I'm great and welcome to the show. Thanks for taking our call, uh, Tara. And for those who don't know you, you're a professional uh, Irish uh, musician, Irish uh, traditional uh, musician and classically trained as well. But just to give that some context, uh, Tara, for people who may not know you, I know that you're an All-Ireland champion, Ilan Piper. But besides that, how many other instruments do you play? Um, So... I always, um, so I'm the youngest of three, um, I have two older sisters, Emer and Sharon, and um, music was just something that was second nature, second nature in our house. So uh, instrument wise, um, I didn't have the greatest attention to that when I was younger. So I think that kind of led to how I play so many instruments today. So about maybe eight or nine, I think. Yeah. 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 But yeah, just... There's fiddle, there's concertina. Um, There's there's everything in there as well. Um, Tara, and um, as I said, you're a professional musician. Uh, Let's just to to explain to our uh, viewers and listeners, I think it's very interesting because uh, like a lot of people, you are staying at home, staying safe uh, in West Clare at the moment. But before the lockdown and the pandemic took hold, tell me where you were this time last year. On this day, in fact, you were just telling me. Yeah, so on this day last year, we were performing in the Three Arena in Dublin mm. um, with Riverdance. And you're, pa- you're part uh, of the, the cast of Riverdance. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the Ilan Piper um, with Riverdance. And um, yeah, so I've been with them for the last five years. So we've been we've toured all around um, North America, Canada, Asia, mm. Europe. Um, so like... But this time last year, exactly this day last year, we were performing in uh, the Three Arena and we did six shows. And um, yeah, it was just phenomenal. Like, and every night I had like family and friends in because a lot of them hadn't, you know, when we're touring, you know, they can't come to see the show and stuff. Mm. So it was so special to be playing such a huge show and such an honour as well because they recorded um, the DVD and which it is was the now. anniversary, wasn't it? Anybody would like five. Yes. <laughs> um, it was the 25th anniversary. So um, for those um, who might not know, Riverdance is uh, celebrated, let's mm-hmm. say it's 25th year and 25 years ago on the day um, Riverdance opened in the point, which mm-hmm. is now the three arena. So it opened there and they actually invited back the cast who danced there 25 mm-hmm. years ago. And at the end of it, it was so emotional. Like there's actually a video 
And like one of my friends zooms into me and I'm like weeping, crying like on stage as we're playing like the finale. And all you just see is like all of the cast members from 25 years ago, Gene Butler was there, uh, Bill Whelan was there. And it was just, it was one of those moments I think you can't even really put into words. It was just, you have this like deep feeling and it's like, oh my God. You know, I wasn't born, like I was, I wasn't born when Riverdance, you know, first Mm. started in the Eurovision, I was only, yeah, I wasn't born. I was mm. like eight months. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight months alive, but I wasn't born. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, and yeah. and then, um, of course, Tara, um, you finished up the anniversary show in the Three Arena and back on tour uh, with your Riverdance company uh, to North America. And and what happened then? You, you got word that things were locking down. The tour was cancelled. Yeah, so we were in, um, after the Dublin, we flew um, into a place called Kalamazoo. And it was so funny because we'd literally come from like seeing everybody. And then it was like flying into Kalamazoo. And mm. then um, we did uh, three weeks of shows. And we, uh, like the highlight, another highlight of that tour was getting to perform in Radio City Music Hall in New York. So at this stage, to be honest, like I don't think we were really aware of the severity of what COVID and I don't think anybody really was but like we never like really kind of tuned into the news we were working like you know you're busy you're on tour it's not you know like you're going from venue to venue you do your sound check you do this and it wasn't really kind of all of a sudden then I remember we got to New York and there was talks of you know COVID-19 and like mom was ringing me from home and she was like you know like are you okay and we were like you know, and not that we're clueless and not that we're, you know, kind of oblivious to things, but like, we were like, yeah, you know, like it's, you know, it's, it's not going to affect, it's not like Broadway is not going to jot down. And anyway, we did our opening night in Radio City and it like, it was literally a show of dreams as in, it was just, if you've ever get the chance to go to New York, go and see a show in Radio City Music Hall. It is absolutely like the venue, the theatre, the stage. It's just, and you see the acts that have played there and you walk out on the stage and, you know, you're just this tiny little dot, you know, and there's this, this massive auditorium. Um, but anyway, we, yeah, we were there and we did a show. There were kind of talks then of like some people weren't coming to the show because they were afraid of the virus. And we were like, oh my God, like, I don't think this is good, <laughs> you know? Yeah got to the stage then everything started to hit and then we did a show and we were we kind of knew that it was going to be our last we say this is on maybe I think it was a Thursday Mm. and all of the shows were sold out so Mm. we had sold out Wednesday Thursday Friday two shows Saturday two shows Sunday and um anyway we did our show let's say on Thursday and then we kind of had the feeling that okay I don't think you know this this potentially could be our last show so anyway there was an emergency meeting on stage after the show and like all of us knew, like we just knew. And um, what was actually said then was it was like, oh, um, there's going to be a two week, um, you know, we we might be taking a two week break. So we were like, oh, that's grand. Like two <laughs> weeks. No problem. Mm. You know, it's really bad in New York. So, you know, we were moving on to another state. So they were like, you know, we're going to take a two week break see how things are and then the next morning we got an email and it was like Broadway has shut down all the tours are cancelled and it was like by the hour it was like a scene from a movie it was like all this like literally all the bad news is coming in email after email and then it was like your flight is booked for Shannon like this evening and it was like what like some of the Australian dancers had their flight booked within that couple of hours it was like 
you're going home. You need to get home. We, you, we have to get you out of the, we need to get you out of here. And, um, yeah, like, oh my God, I'm not going to start crying. I did yeah. not think I was going to start imagine. crying. But like, it, it was just like, it was I, I like, oh my God, I, I'm not one to get like emotional. This is really strange. <laughs> I can understand it, Tara, because I mean, it is, you, you invest so much emotion and creativity and enthusiasm into uh, performing in a show like, uh, like Riverdance. It takes a lot of energy. Uh, and then suddenly for that uh, to be turned off so suddenly and to find the people that you forged these bonds with and that you're working together with and trying, you know, creating something extraordinary and suddenly it's quite dramatic and, and, and I'm sure it's emotional. Yeah, but it was it was more even kind of like how it all happened. Yeah. It was like all of a sudden it was like not just Riverdance was cancelled, but like literally every and like any performing artist whose sole income and whose sole job is performing, like not you didn't have the fallback plan where you fall back and you're able to go back into doing whatever job you might or you know whatever and it was literally like when we came back from New York it was like I mean I'm never going to forget last year it was one of the most challenging you know years and you do try to keep yourself busy and you know like I was fortunate enough to have you know projects um that we were part of and you know we filmed the score for a new movie that's coming out with Universal and you know like so there are really good sides to it as well which I probably wouldn't have been able to do if I was on the road but I just think like mentally, it's like every day, it's like everything stopped. Like even if you weren't on tour, you'd be doing gigs, you'd be doing corporate events, you'd be doing weddings, you'd be doing, you know, um, and like there were a couple of weddings, but it's just, it was that feeling of, you know, and like, and, and I'm not saying like, mm. oh, poor me or anything, mm. but every artist, and it's not just the artists con as well. It's like, it's the rigors, it's the stage crew, it's the lighting, it's the sound production, it's, you know, it's it's the bus drivers. I mean, everything went for them as well, you know, and I think that's not talked about enough as well because their whole livelihood stopped because they didn't have anybody to, mm. to drive on tour, you know. Mm. So I often feel very, very sorry for, for them as well because it's going to be one of the slowest, I think, I suppose, I don't know. It's going to be one of the hardest things to get back to where it was um, because, you know, let's say for... Um, the lighting managers let's say they have to have a show that's going to be big enough to pay them like you know you're not going to have those people you're not going to employ them for a show with maybe you know 100 people because their equipment is so you know so it's things like that it's stage riggers it's people you know the stage managers um and the wardrobe ladies you know and men like jobs like that that you only see when you're actually on the road you you only people might take it for granted but i mean those wardrobe you know, the, like the wardrobe um, team are so important. Like mm. without the wardrobe team, <laughs> there'd be no shows. Yeah. You know, it's like, like you take it for granted that your costume's washed for you. You take it off mm. after the show, it's washed. It's hanging up in your spot. You know, it's the same, like everything is cleaned for you. Um, and, you know, it's it's jobs like that. Like it's so many people have suffered from performing arts and, and theatres and artists. And it's just, it's so much more than just the people on the stage. I often feel just as just as as bad for the people off stage because mm. just because they don't get the glam and the performance like likely their their mm. livelihood is you know that mm. that's their job gone as well so uh- I think a lot of people are, are aware of that, that, that some industries are more harder hit than others. Um, and I know 
does of us that enjoy uh, music and gigs and concerts and shows and performances uh, are well aware, I think, as well. that that uh, And it's an industry, really. I think, actually, yeah. it was interesting. I don't know, Tara, if you saw um, any commentary on uh, Tom Cruise's outburst on the uh, set of the Mission Impossible film that he was making. No, I and didn't see it. No, it, it, it's, uh, you, you should look it up. Um, actually, I don't know if you follow the two Johnnies. They do, they do a great uh, uh, chat about it on one of their podcasts as well. Well, oh, I have to but, listen to it. Yeah, I love yeah. them. They're classic. <laughs> yeah, but um, to give it to you in a nutshell, uh, basically, uh, it was uh, it went a little bit viral. Was a recording of Tom Cruise, uh, who's a producer on the Mission Impossible series uh, of yeah. films, uh, and basically, as such, responsible for people's health and safety, responsible uh, for it as a project and all of that as well. Yeah. And absolutely losing the head uh, with uh, two people that he, in his, his judgment, weren't observing proper social distancing, and uh, he went off on a bit of a rant as you might imagine Tom Cruise might do uh, but the, the the justification for it was that look we, we're making this movie under very careful conditions uh, a lot of people's jobs are depending on it a lot of people's mortgages are depending on it and his point was the rest of the Hollywood industry is watching us really carefully and hoping we can pull this off because if we can do it then they're, they're, that will green light other pro- projects in that as well you know, but so many. I, th- I think, given just what you've outlined, uh, so many projects and so much, um, uh, like so many people's livelihoods are dependent on the arts, the ev- events industry, and especially in this country, tourism and and the arts and that as well. Um, Tara, I know it's difficult for you, and and I appreciate for you for giving us that I- that insight into it as well. Uh, you are staying safe, staying at home in Kilfenora, but you're not staying idle, and you're reaching out to to people online now. I know this is something you did before. You did a, a project called 365 Days by Tara and you posted uh, a different tune every day. Um, other yeah. musicians have done similar things as well. Um, yeah. You're doing it again right now. You, you did a, a good few videos last uh, last year, but you're teaming up with other people and getting other people involved. And your latest one is uh, the Jerusalem uh, dance <laughs> video with your uh, uh, swim buddies no, from Spanish awesome. Point. Tell me about that, yeah. please. Um, yeah, so um, like you said, I did um, I did a three six five days back in 2019, and um, it was just such a gorgeous way to meet people that mm. you mightn't necessarily have. I don't like saying an excuse to meet, but you know, I think with musicians, everybody knows each other, but like not everybody knows each other, you know, well enough to be like, hey, how are you? And it's mm. kind of like, good, yeah. And you have to pretend that you don't know everything about them, even though you do, because you follow them and you see what they're doing. But it, you might have never had that conversation, so it is. It's a great way to, and and especially this year then, um, like I missed it last year and I wasn't doing it. Um, mm. But then this year I was like, do you know what? I think I just need a focus and a, like a structural focus where every day, even just for myself, I create something new. Um, I know it's not for everybody and, you know, I'm not saying everyone should do it, but just to have one focus for the day, it's just, it just keeps your mind especially it's it's kind of validation as well like I'm still a musician I'm still an artist I don't have a stage but I make my own one um so it's kind of like creating just that kind of lift in yourself and like um so far like I've um, got to do um, videos with you know people virtually and in America and there's um a guy from China that's going to do a video with me and I have another man from Taiwan you know it's just things like that that you would never you'd never really get the chance mm. to do it or it kind of make no sense to be mm. like she's she's doing uploading a video with some you know so it's kind of um and yeah so um I actually had work to do over in 
Spanish points. So um, fortunately, I haven't been able to swim with them um, in a while um, with the guidelines, but I had to go over there for work anyway. So I said, look, I'll film the video for them. Um, and I'm just after looking at my phone and it's 11.11 and that's a really good sign. So 11.11, if anyone knows me, that's a huge thing in my life. If you see 11.11, so that's a good omen. Um, but um yeah, so um, June Curtin is um, the founder of Snobby Sosta. Mm. So um, for anyone that um, is wondering, Snobby Sosta is Irish for happy swimmers. And um, she uh, knew that I, I was going to be going over there. And I said, look, I'll bring my gimbal. And, you know, we were very safe, like ever mm. more masks. We observed social distancing as mm. well. And um, was very clear about that, like you said, because, you know, um but yeah it was great and then um other people from snobby sauce so there's a man out in new york billy lines who um filmed it in the snow which was just incredible so like i i edited that into the video and i love video editing and i love videography and, and camera work and stuff so it was right up my alley to to do a project like that and we had sarah ironside out in brussels and like she stripped off into her stream in her swimsuit just you know in the middle of brussels doing the jerusalem dance and like, I think it has, like, I put it up maybe two days ago. It has, like, 12 or 20, I don't know, 23,000 views or something. And just the comments of people saying, like, do you know, Con, it's not about having something perfect. This idea of perfection just goes out the window mm. because, you know, it, it's just, it was such a fun, I mean, and I'm not just saying it because I videoed it, but as in, like, the dancers inside in it and, and everybody, it's just so happy. It's just such a gorgeous way to, you know, kind of, watch something that's not about you know mrs coronavirus you know it's like we can still dance yes. <laughs> you know and you know some knew the moves really well and some didn't and that's what made it equally it's mm. good you know mm. um so yeah if anyone wants to check that out it's on it's on <laughs> facebook um snobby sausage Rose lamer challenge um but it's just to give people a lift yeah. as well and i think aside from anything else um just doing something that's going to make you smile, doing something that's going to make you happy. Um, and now I don't want to be a hypocrite because there's days where I'm like, I don't want to be in a good mood. I'm angry today. And like those days are important because yeah. you have to get it out of your system, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all human. You yes. know, we all have days where we want to throw our laptop in the air because the Zoom link won't work and you're late and then there's like interviews and, you know, it's like, um, but it's just one literally one day at a time that's that's all we can do because that's all we have you know especially especially now <laughs> that's so true uh, Tara and I just want to say thanks to you for taking the time to talk to me this morning because I it's not that you're uh, jetting around the world at the moment but uh, I get the feeling you make yourself busy you keep yourself busy you find things to do and uh, you engage with people either in your community in Kilfenora um, or or as I said uh, online and that as well Tara thanks a million for talking to us Thanks very much for having me. Have a, have a lovely day. You too. And that's our guest today, Tara Howley from uh, Kilfenora. We'll put links uh, to uh, Tara's videos uh, and stuff online. Uh, we'll put them in with the notes at thelockin.ie. That's our website. And uh, you, we, you can uh, click through to those uh, from there. See her videos on Facebook and other places like that as well. We're also going to uh, post uh, a link to a press release uh, that we have put up for Internet, for Safer Internet Day, which uh, was yesterday, uh, just uh, to point out that 
that uh, some of the activity, the increase in activity that we've seen online, for example, in Black Knight has also led to an increase in criminality. Uh, it's like our boss, Michele, said, uh, where you have crowds, you have criminals and uh, you get pickpocket warnings at football matches and things like that. Equally, you're going to get uh, issues uh, when more and more people are going online. We've seen a 244% increase in phishing attacks using our company name alone and uh, other companies are seeing similar results as well. Uh, we'll put a link uh, in with the notes on that at thelockin.ie. You can see uh, advice on how to stay safe. We've also published a seven-step simple guide to online safety or a simple at least as we can make it. Listen, that's it for now. Thanks again to Tara Howley for being our guest. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, slongafol.